0: of separating a single thing into more than one thing. And um, there are some times when when division is is quite appropriate, right? So it it shouldn't always be that the one thing that is right now continues to be forever. Division is is natural at times. It's supposed to be. For instance, when a woman is pregnant with a child, it can be said that there's, there's a certain oneness about that, right? I mean, the child is within the woman's body. Steve, you're laughing. I know why. I'm not going there. The child is, is within the woman's body and at some point there's, there's a birth. And then instead of having kind of one thing, that umbilical cord is is cut and then there's, there's two things, two separate and independent things. So division sometimes is good and it's necessary and it's natural. What we're going to focus on for the most part today is that undesirable division. There's Divisions among us. Divisions in the church. Divisions in people and relationships. That kind of thing. Let me start uh, by reading Luke chapter 11 and verse 17. The Bible says, and Jesus is speaking here, he says, But he, knowing their thoughts, said unto them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. And a house divided against a house so Jesus states the, this fact quite plainly, that, that a house that is divided cannot stand as a house. And I, I think that there's, there's some nugget just in those words. The house that's divided is no longer going to be a house. When it's divided, it loses its houseness. You, you got me? It loses what, what it really is, is lost in, in the division. It will fail to meet its purpose, so to speak. And I think that that really, really, really applies to groups of people. So we're a church here, and it it, it certainly would apply to our church. It would apply to our class on a smaller level. It would would apply to groups in business, to companies. Any really way you want to look at it, any time that there's a group of people that are a team that has a purpose, when those people become divided, the purpose... Goes by the wayside. The house falls. And it, it's, not, it's not what it was meant to be anymore. Paul writes to the Corinthians. Uh, kind of in his introduction. And it's a lengthy reading. So just bear with me. It's 1 Corinthians 1. Verse 1. Paul called to be an apostle of Jesus Christ. Through the will of God. And sustenance. I don't know how to say that. That's the best I can come up with. Our brother. Unto the church of God which is at Corinth, to them that are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints, with all that in every place call upon the name of Jesus Christ our Lord, both theirs and ours. Grace be unto you, peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God always on your behalf for the grace of God which was given you by Jesus Christ, that in everything Ye are enriched in him. In all utterance. And in all knowledge. Even as the testimony of Christ. Is confirmed in you. So that you come behind. In no gift. Waiting for the coming. Of our Lord Jesus Christ. Who shall also. Confirm you. unto the end. That you may be blameless. In the day. Of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful. By whom you were called. Unto the fellowship of his son. Jesus Christ our Lord. So. So. It feels like Paul is he's doing this sandwich thing. Where he's setting them up. Saying some good stuff about them. And then you know the, the Ali right hook is about to come. In verse 10. And it does. <laughs> and he says now I beseech you. So now listen. Brethren by the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That ye all speak the same thing. That there be no divisions among you. But that ye be perfectly Joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment, for it hath been declared unto me of you, my brethren, by them which are of the house of Chloe, that there are contentions among you. So Paul set that thing up in the beginning. He kind of made his his address to them, said some nice things, and then he's getting to the meat now. I mean, he's starting to kind of pastor here a little bit. He says, "I've heard from these people that you you've got this problem, and it's that." There's divisions among you. That there's these segments of thinkers. And different things are going on. But, but what he instructs them to do. And this is, this is where the instruction comes in. Where the change happens. Where he says they need to be in the same mind. And even in the same judgment. Now this I say unto every one of you. I am Paul. I'm, I'm sorry. Now this I say. That every one of you saith, I am Paul, I am of Paul, I am of Apollos, I am of Cephas, I am of Christ. And then he says this, is Christ divided? He's talking to these people at these churches, and of course, we weren't there, and we don't know the whole story right, but we can can put the pieces of the puzzle together, and it, it sounds to me like the people had started to kind of fragment. Some of them were saying... Hey, this is, my roots are in this person, in this person's teaching. I remember Paul's teaching, and I remember this is, I'm with Cephas, and there's these fragments, these cliques that are starting to form. And Paul says to that, "Is, is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you, or were you baptized in the name of Paul? Then he says, I thank God that I baptized none of you but Crispus and Gaius, Lest any should say that I had baptized in mine own name. And I baptized also the house of Stephanas. Besides, I know not whether I baptized any other. For Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel. Not with words of wisdom, lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. So for the, in, this, in this first group of scriptures, you can see that Paul is really focusing, he's honing in on this division that's in this group of people in this church, and his instruction is all about the elimination of these divisions. He says, speak the same thing. He said their their minds needed to be joined and that their their judgments even needed to be joined. So I I think we can say that it's well enough established that division in that sense was bad. It's a negative thing, Nate. Let me ask you something. I'm not going to let you off the hook because I don't have a whole lot of material here and I need to stretch the time. (laughs) What, What do you guys think? divides us and i don't mean us like us i mean the whole world what what is it that divides us think of some things real quick like difference of opinion difference of opinion borders borders that's a good one <laughs> popular one walls. to talk about today yep that's good walls yeah what else Language. say again Language. languages that's an interesting one because of how that came about, of course. In, in the beginning, you know, God, when the people were trying to build a tower, God said, well, let me... He's talking a lot about division now, but He divided them very intentionally back then, right? Yeah, I thought about that. That's good. What else? What divides us? What, what makes us not want to associate with each other? Morals. Morals a good one. Religion. Religion, Doctrines. Politics, race, yeah. So all of those things, and all those are great examples, all of those things come down to this one thing, and it's difference. So it, it seems to me that we look for differences in ourselves. We look for... We, y'all ain't got to play with me. I know how it really is. How, how many of you have not said, well, she's just a little different? <laughs> And know, hand went up. He's just a little different. I've said that. Okay. And, and it's, it's. I'm not saying that it's necessarily a terrible thing. Or that it's not true. But it's where this starts. Division starts with difference. So. I'm going to get off my notes a little bit here. But. How do we deal with difference? How do we deal with division? If difference is the root. Do we eliminate the difference? If difference is where division starts, do we need to make ourselves all the same? Mm-mm. That's good. It seems to me that the most used tool in the division of us, and, and we can, I'm talking about the body, I'm talking about our church and churches in general, but really it applies to humanity. This is not just a church thing, this is a whole world kind of thing the most used tool in the division of us is difference. Think about it. The the conflicts that you've been through in your relationships, in your families, in your friendships, in your church things, in in your leadership roles at work, in your followership roles at work, they all kind of stem from difference. We look for ways that we're different, that that person is just not like me. And because of that difference... I need to separate. And this person over here is kind of like me. And there's just just this little organization of molecules that happens. And the different ones wind up being apart. And the like ones wind up being together. Right? And that's not terrible. It, it's just that it has to be managed in your mind. It has to be managed. They're not all bad. Differences make us unique. And I believe that they exist by design. The answer to conflict... Y'all listen, now this is one of those highlighted points. The answer to conflict is not always to agree. Because you had a conflict and then you agreed. One person proved the other one right or wrong or whatever and you both came to... That's not the answer to all conflict. But in reality, our differences are sometimes a delicate subject. And because of that, we, we have a real tendency to divide ourselves or to segregate ourselves, to separate ourselves. It's most important that, that we as, as people that are, that are trying to be better, that are, that are trying to relate to each other better, trying to understand, hey, we're all on the same team, we're all part of one family. We have to keep the main thing, the main thing, as, as Brother Tenney used to say, or maybe he still says. What, what is our purpose here? So I, I know that we, we've kind of, um, Pastor and some others wrote this these statements recently that kind of define our purpose in there. To know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. And that's, that's kind of our little corporate vision statement, purpose statement here at Grace. But there are some, there are some other things that are not negotiable. Right. I mean, there are differences that, that we can't necessarily compromise on. Maybe some doctrinal things or some things about, that we believe that we know about God and things that we believe are right. But, but ultimately, our purpose, you know, it's really about worship. You know, we're here to worship God and we're here to represent who God is in Christ. And we just want to live that way and be whatever it is that we can become in that. Those are those are our, our main things. That's our, our main stuff. We we can't we can't really negotiate those points. We have to agree on those and there can't be a lot of difference in some of those statements. There, we, we can't you know, I just we can't really function as a church and as a as a a group of friends if um, if I believe that Jesus Christ is God and you don't. We can be friends. I mean, we can go play golf. But there, there are some things that we just can't, you can't really move past. This is a main thing. you got to keep the main thing the main thing. Okay? Those things are not negotiable. Listen to what Paul said, Romans 16, 17, and 18. Now I beseech you, brethren, mark them. This is some strong stuff. Mark them which cause divisions and offenses... Contrary to the doctrine which ye have learned, and avoid them, for they that are such serve not the Lord Jesus Christ but their own belly, and by good words and fair speeches deceive the hearts of the simple that's that's really strong, so the Bible is is giving you a specific giving us a specific instruction that says when you see somebody who wants to argue about the main things and cause division, mark those people and avoid them. That's harsh. Some of y'all shaking your head, some of you not, but that's harsh. But it's there and it's, it's real and it's right. And it's not right because I said it. It's right because it's here. I don't have to make this decision. Thank you. I don't want to make that decision. It's made for me. If someone is causing divisions in the main thing, Paul says, mark them, avoid them. When it comes to that person that's trying to be divisive in the body, the best thing to do is just to steer clear, to stay away from them. And honestly, it serves you best and it serves them best because it gives them no opportunity to argue. But I've got to tell you, not all division is bad. Okay? Some division is necessary, it's productive. And it's efficient. Um, I was thinking about this, and there are a lot of ways you can go here, but I I thought about the big corporations in America, and I I singled out General Electric. Anybody know who founded General Electric? I didn't know this. Thomas Edison. Fair enough. He and and three other guys about 150 years ago. Uh, GE is one of the world's largest and most profitable businesses, and it's headquartered in... Fairfield, Connecticut. Listen to some of the uh, the segments that they operate in or the divisions of the company. Appliances, power and water, oil and gas, energy management. What is energy management? So like substation, you know, the equipment that sends electricity into the grids. I mean, it's some big different stuff, right? Aviation healthcare, transportation, and capital. GE Capital is a big bank. They, they're part of the General Electric family. So there's these all these divisions. I mean, they, they work for the same company, right? They, their objective, GE is a, is a publicly traded company. That means that shareholders, public people, regular folks like you and me own shares of the company, and the management's job is to what? To make a profit, right? And then to give a return on the investor's investment. But what if the divisions weren't there? I mean, what if you had the, the coffee maker part making the thing that flies the airplane? You know, what if, what if the healthcare guy was making decisions for the GE Capital people? Greg? I mean, what, what would happen? So that division is necessary in in this corporate nature because while the goal, the overall umbrella is one thing and it all has one purpose, there are parts of it that serve different functions, right? It's division. They're all achieving the same result or, or they're achieving different results but for the same thing. So it's possible that there are divisions that identify differences. Okay? What about in, what about in God's purpose? What about in the church? What about in, in a marriage? It's the same thing. And again, it's, it's good old Paul. Paul says, For as the body is one, and hath many members... And all the members of that one body being many are one body. So also is Christ. For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body. Whether we be Jews or Gentiles. Whether we be bond or free. And have been made all to drink into one spirit. For the body is not one member but many. If the foot shall say because I am not the hand. I am not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? And if the ears shall say, Because I'm not the eye, I'm not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body, this is funny, if the whole body were an eye, <laughs> where were the hearing? It makes me think of the little monsters thing, you know. <laughs> but now hath God set the members, every one of them in the body, as it hath pleased him. And if they were all one member, where were the body? But now there are many members, yet but one body. And the eye cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of thee. Nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of thee. Nay, much more those members of the body which seem to be feeble are necessary. And those members of the body which we think to be less honorable Upon these we bestow abundant honor, and our uncomely parts have become abundant, have more abundant comeliness. For our comely parts have no no need, but God hath tempered the body together, having given more abundant honor to the part which lacked. That there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should care one for another. And whether one member suffer, all the members suffer with it. Or one member be honored, all the members rejoice with it. Y- y'all remember, and I was, as I was preparing for this, I thought, you know, there, there, now there's people here who are too young to remember 9-11. People in our classes, on the border. But... I remember where I was, I'm sure many of you do, I was doing a job like, you know, I was on a dozer somewhere, and the guy that we were working for ran out of his house, and uh, he was in the military, I think, retired, and he said, we're at war, we're at war, son, we're at war, and I was thinking, who is this nut job, you know, this guy's crazy, so uh, anyway, he, he told us what was happening, or what he believed what, what was happening, and um. Once I I verified it, I I shut the job down and we went home. So that we could kind of see what was going on. And just remember it really well. And I also remember the, um, the community that was felt with everybody. Because for some period of time on that day and for some days after, those terrorist attacks, we all had this something in common. Now listen, the stuff that we didn't have in common on the 10th of September was still there. Nothing changed about that. But on the 11th, we all experienced this terrible tragedy, and we all watched it unfold, essentially before our eyes on television. And, and we all had this common experience, this unique experience. And for a long time after that, seeing a stranger in the store was different than before. The other day, this is silly, y'all probably not going to get this, but the other day I pulled into McDonald's to get uh, some breakfast, and as I was handing the girl at, at window number one, you know, they said, please have your payment ready. They want you to have your money ready. I was like, they, they ought to have my food ready if they want my money so bad. But anyway, as I was handing the girl my card, something happened. A tire blew out nearby or transformed. It was some huge explosion. And it scared both of us. So I jerked my arm back in the car. And she jumped back in the window. And we laughed about it for a minute once we figured that nobody was shooting at us. And uh, we, we finished the transaction. And it was this very, very, very interesting moment right at the end when she gave me my card back and said thank you have a nice day whatever she said it came across with uh some like we had some history and it's the same thing that i'm talking about the nine eleven deal we had experienced this minor little nothing together me and this perfect stranger you know a teenage girl probably at mcdonald's we were both scared together just for a minute and i could read that in her countenance when when she gave me the card back. And it was, it was really neat. And of course I knew this. Uh, I was going to be talking about something like this. And it was just a little confirmation. But that's what I'm talking about. The the divisions. The differences in us. Are design differences. The things that, that we tend to fight about. For the most part. Are negligible. They're very. Very small. Differences. And, and in the face of. Real trouble in, in the face of real danger or real trial, I find that those things go away. You know, look, and it was, it was talked about in uh, Brother Murphy, talked about it in church not too long ago about when, when Dawson got sick and how uh, everybody made time that they would not have had the week before for a bunch of stuff. Why? It's because we had this, this thing in common all of a sudden that was the body needed to address, and it did. And it did it over and over and over again. We must be careful not to let our functional differences separate us from our end purpose. We are one body. We are one unit. We are individual tools building one house. We're, we've got to be careful because it's, it's very easy. I don't, I don't want to belabor the point. But it's very easy, Ryan, to, to see the differences and look at those things. And say, because I'm different than you, Steve, I'm, I better just stay away. I better, I better not get close to that because I don't know how that difference is going to affect me. Guys, I'm about done. Um, there's going to be a few extra minutes for coffee this morning. But let's pray this morning with that in mind. As you go home today and you know we got a crazy week coming that Nancy's leaving and the kids are going to youth camp and it's Eli's birthday and all of that. Find a minute to, to find some things that are that are the same. Focus on, on that stuff that brings you closer to the body, closer to the purpose. If you've been offended, if, if there's been a difference, just lay it aside for a little while. Focus on something different. Let's pray. Lord, we thank You today. I thank You today, Lord, for all that You've done for me. I thank You, God, most for how You just teach me. You take my mind, which is which is hard-headed and not malleable, and You say, listen, watch, and You just teach me, God. And I thank You that you You have that much interest in me and in my life. Lord, I pray today that You would help me To see the similarities, God. Help me not to identify differences, God, with division. But Lord, help me to see what's the same. See the purpose that we all serve. We thank you, Lord. We praise you and adore you. I pray that your spirit fall on us today. Be with us in the service today. In Jesus' name,